I'm a big believer that experience teaches. My goal with this show is to have guests to share their experience so that they can tell you what it's like, what they did right and what they did wrong. And I'm gonna share the same. Look, I'm not trying to regurgitate stuff you can find on the internet. I'm gonna tell you how it really is and what it's really like to own your own place. This is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast with your host, Kyle and Sarah. All right, welcome back to the National Restaurant Owners Podcast, the number one and fastest growing podcast for independent restaurant owners in the universe. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming and checking out episode number 102. Man, we are off to a rocking start in 2022. You know, my goal with this show is always to have two episodes a week, but sometimes it gets to be a little bit, a little bit much tough to get out there, but we have done it so far. Uh, actually, you know what? <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. I think we we lost, we didn't we didn't quite get those two episodes out that one week. That's all good, but that's the goal, right? You keep going, even if you fuck up, you keep going. Um, how you guys doing? Just um, you know, it's winter here in Connecticut, and it's just kind of like that middle of the winter shit. Just like, oh, can we get over this? But I'll tell you what, what I noticed this week is. It's not dark at four o'clock anymore. So I take that as a win. Major win. Um want to make sure that everybody is kind of paying attention to what's going on here. Um the world of NFTs and crypto and all that stuff, you may think has nothing to do with your restaurant, right? You're just like, I'm not, I don't get it. These these things don't make any sense, and um, I, I'm not buying these cartoon pictures. They're selling for three hundred thousand dollars. I don't get it. That was me. That was me. Not that long ago, and I was looking. It just, you know, I, what's the point, right? But I was like, I'm missing something here. I'm clearly missing something. There are smart people. You know, Gary Vee is out there. And there are other people out there who are, who are making money and they're investing in these things. And there's, you know, usage beyond just a picture on your computer or however you're going to use it. So I happened to be in Lake Tahoe for a conference. And it was a commercial real estate conference, social media folks uh, involved in commercial real estate or vice versa. And um, my boy, Jesse Lamone, was there. And he was amped up about the stuff that was going on. I'm like, dude, you know what? We get a minute. I need you just to kind of download me on all the shit that's going on. So we sat down. We had a couple of drinks. We're talking about it. And my head is just spinning. He's like, oh, my God, I bought it for this. I sold it for that. And he's dropping names like the Atomic Cats and all this shit. I'm like, look, we're going to have to do a podcast. We're going to do a podcast. Where we can hash all this shit out for people like me and Look, I know a lot of a lot of these episodes have been, and I mentioned this towards the end of last year. A lot of these episodes, or, or the bulk of these shows, have been about how you know provide uh, information for you guys to help run your business better, and that's cool. That's exactly what we should be doing, right? So there's a different twist on some of this stuff. You know, you got to look outside the box for different things, particularly now, right? And on top of that, there's going to be more solo episodes. There's going to be more. Um, just topics that I think are of interest of restaurant owners. So I asked you guys to hit me up. Let me know what's something you want to talk about that are sort of peripheral to our industry, but interesting still. Um, and I just think NFTs and crypto are one of them. So Jesse 
is uh, he works for Marcus and Millichap. He specializes in what's called 1031 exchanges. This is not a commercial real estate podcast. So if you want to know what that is, Google it or hit up Jesse because he's the man. Um, but he's also my go-to for anything involving cryptocurrency and NFTs. So I figured I'd have him on and have him just tell you, tell you guys what's up. So here it is, Jesse Lamone. Everything you want to know about NFTs and crypto from the from the man's mouth. Tap the table is the world's fastest online ordering platform. Sell your food, merch, and event tickets fast and frictionlessly on the most popular social media channels, including Facebook and Instagram. Converting comments into customers is what made Tap the Table famous in the F&B tech space. Tap the Table allows your restaurant to automatically convert the comments you get on social media into cash. Build your list and own your data. With Tap the Table, your supercharged social media will automatically begin working for you by building your own list and allowing you to own your own data. Automatically build that list through direct sales on social media and even through third-party delivery services like Uber Eats and DoorDash. For a risk-free 60-day trial, DM me TTT for a special promo code today. Today's episode of the National Restaurant Owners Podcast is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern team management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. Effective team management is more important than ever to ensure profitability and restaurant success, especially as restaurants start to open back up and expand their teams. Trusted by over half a million restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the tools you need to simplify scheduling, easily manage time and attendance, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. Best of all, Seven Shifts integrates with the POS and payroll systems you already use and trusts your turning team into a competitive advantage for your business. Right now, National Restaurant Owners Podcast listeners can get three months absolutely free. Get started at www.7shifts.com backslash national hyphen restaurant hyphen owners hyphen podcast that's the number seven s-h-i-f-t-s dot com slash national restaurant owners podcast to get three months of industry leading team management for free all right guys welcome back to the national restaurant owners podcast apologies to everybody checking out the live stream eddie and fred you guys are uh giving us a little bit of shit there but yeah a little technical difficulties but we're good to go and uh, we have Jesse Lamone joining us today. Jesse, thanks for the time, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, man. I'm excited. All right. So before we get into what I really want to talk about, all right, I think we got to give, you know, a little, a little, well, what I love really is that you have a restaurant background. That's number one. We yeah. can talk about. So, so you start where you want to start with your resume and then we'll take it from there. Um, so, so I guess my work ethic came from working in a restaurant from 15 to like 30 ish, give or take. Um, I've done everything from like dishwashing to, you know, manage the kitchen, manage the entire restaurant. Um, I worked for corporates restaurants and I got to the point where I was like, ah, I'm just not. So anyways, long story short, um, I use, I worked at Red Robin while I was working at Marcus and Millichap like a dozen years ago. Oh my God. And that's what, uh, so my current, my girlfriend now, that's where we met. That's and awesome. So, yeah. So, um, it's pretty cool. Um, I do a lot of like, so I, so about a dozen years, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I moved to the 
from residential real estate to Marcus and Millichap Indianapolis office, um, you know, during just like post financial crisis, I was like, I don't want to do resi real estate for the rest of my life. I thought it was fun. I'm a deal maker. So I like love the thrill of making a deal. Yeah. And so, and my dad, when I was a kid was, um, worked at drug stores in California and he would go to different drug store. He worked for Savon. And so like, I always remember being in a drug store as a kid right. and I was like, it's, you know, so, so on the weekends, my dad would take me to the Rose bowl. So it kind of created this like entrepreneur. We would go to the Rose bowl, sell it, swap made. And during the week he was all, you know, we'd go visit him at his retail store that he was man, you know, the manager. Yeah. Of. yeah. So that's where the deal making started. It really did. Actually, as a five-year-old, I have a booth at the Rose Bowl, and I'd be selling, you know, knickknacks to people. And I was the I was the guerrilla marketing campaign. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I was. I'm I mean, obsessed that... with guerrilla marketing, and I'm always like, "Why am I so upset?" Well, it's because I was, you know, the attraction for you know probably That's... a year. Nature versus nurture. Yeah, so, <laughs> he nurtured that out of you. Yeah, very he, cool. Well, I remember being five on the way to the Rose Bowl, like a two-hour drive, and he was talking like talking economics. I'm like, I have no idea what he's saying. I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> like supply and demand. Like I don't even know what supply or demand is. So. <laughs> what is that? What is that vibe like? Is he like talking to you? Like this is how it is, man. Or is he like trying to teach you? You know, it's funny because like I can remember what he was saying now, like going back, like as even as a kid. But I think he was just like on a soapbox, like. This is why I'm doing it, rationalizing kind of his story, telling me his story. And so, like, as a, you know, growing up, I was always selling stuff, too, because that's just who he created. He mm -hmm. showed me the way. And so so I got into residential real estate in South Bend, Indiana. I was one of the top agents in a few years, like two, three, four years. And then the, you know, economy blew up. And I was like, you know, this is great because I want to sell drugstores. And I had no idea how I was going to do it. But, I you know, I got on Google and I was looking up. Walgreens for sale and that like, you know, Marcus and Millichap kept coming up. So I started, yeah. that's essentially, I, I just cold called the Marcus and Millichap guy in Indianapolis until he gave me a, a meeting, set up other meetings and I leveraged those to get the job and boom, the rest is history. I do 1031 exchanges with, with Eminem now and I've got my own team. It's been, you know, it's been a long road, but it's now it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're uh, training new guys. We've got, um, a decent sized team now last year it was just me and a graphic designer so there's like it's like 10 wow. people now it's pretty amazing wow but it's funny like you can look back i was just thinking about this the other day looking back at your life you're like all these things kind of like come together now right like how they you use them like every single day i was having this conversation with my daughter yesterday she's just basically like oh, i fucking hate algebra sucks this that and the other thing i don't get it yeah. and i was like okay real quick everybody hates it Right. Initially, everybody hates it. You're lucky you're good at it and you hate it. It could be way worse. But I was like, I use it every day. And she's like, yeah, right. You know, right. but it's so true. You do use these things every day. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that a lot of people take for granted the importance of uh, the slope of a line, even, you know, mm. like positive growth in a business, you know, only comes from the right mix of ingredients. The yeah. other, you know, you have the wrong direction and you know, all of a sudden you're in the red and that's a, that's not the, that's not the uh, slope of, of a line that you want. So it's like, so I think that math is, it, in fact, kind of diving into pre-dive into NFTs, crypto. So I was doing social, um, like kind of 
playing around on Instagram, throwing stories up all the time, educating myself. And then like also putting information out there, like diversifying kind of my story feed. Mm-hmm. And I got into crypto just like by doing that, like just literally by posting stories up about somebody, you know, Ethereum and, mm-hmm. you know, the price of Bitcoin and the, you know, and eventually I got to the point where I was like, okay, so this, you know, these things are worth 30, 40, 50, now 60,000 for a Bitcoin or something. And I, and none of this is financial advice. Do your own research. Yeah. Um, all the disclaimers, like I am in commercial real <laughs> estate. I do 1031 exchanges. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Take Except for, bank. you know, like, well, so I just want to make sure like nobody listens to this and like, you know, runs off and buys Ethereum because right now I think Ethereum, some say that Ethereum can run up to 10K this year, some, yeah. you know, otherwise, or it's four, four grand right now per ETH. And maybe that's the top, who knows, but um, do your own research. So, so you're putting yeah, up so- stories and you're just like, people are like, Hey, what do you think about like that? So they're seeing your stories about crypto and they're like, Hey, you're into it. So I am I. No, mostly people are like, that's crap. You know, crypto is crap. <laughs> so oh so I was just like, man, I'm interested in crypto. I'm like, what's going on with this? So yeah. I started checking into it. And, you know, like um, there came a point where I think NFTs reminded me of Magic the Gathering. I used to play Magic and I don't want to admit this on anything. So I'm not admitting I played Magic. But I might have been on the pro tour when I was in high school. I might not <laughs> yeah. have been. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on the Google machine right now and find that. I'm gonna find a don't, picture of you at a tournament. Don't. <laughs> Please don't. But anyway, so so um, NFTs hit the scene. It kind of reminded me of magic. And mm. actually, the funny thing the funny thing is is, and I can't verify the story, but um, I'm fairly certain that when they tried to create magic online like a decade ago, they discovered Bitcoin or like you know blockchain. Mm-hmm. And so, and the reason they they were trying to find that was they wanted to create scarcity. Of like a JPEG. Yeah. Right. Which is this whole like dialogue about like, what is an NFT? Like, it's just, is it just a JPEG? Can I just download the image? Like, you know, no, it's not because what it is, it's like, if you think of baseball cards or just memorabilia cards, for instance, like garbage pail kids, um, you know, a top season that's, you know, whatever those, those cards are just cardboard. They're there to represent something. And so (laughs) NFTs, yeah, if they get wet, they're just a pile of mush. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know? and it's it's interesting so, how how people are like that NFT is worth not how you're crazy to invest in that, but this Mark McGuire rookie card on right. a piece of cardboard, this is the one. This is the yeah. one. It's interesting how things change. But let me ask you something real quick. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. let's go back to the blockchain because I think there's a there's a lot of we don't want to get we could be on the show for five hours, but just quickly, how do you? If somebody's like, I don't get it. What is that? How do you describe that to somebody? Um, so, uh, I, so my understanding based on my experience is, and okay, so essentially you can hold cryptocurrencies uh, in a wallet, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, Coinbase, is, I, I think, has yep. a crypto wallet. Yeah, MetaMask, yep. MetaMask is, a, is a wallet. Um and so these wallets, you can store your crypto and the question then becomes, you know, so essentially you can transfer crypto back and forth for payments. So yep. generically, and that's done on the blockchain. And the, and the reason they, you know, they, so, so in order to do so, there's some kind of a cost to move that money. Yep. Right. And so it may cost you point, you know, let's say it costs you 3% to move that cash or 0.001%. 
whatever it is, it costs some sort of amount to do that. Um, and so the blockchain is, um, it's, it's a way to store these, you know, new, I guess you would call them tokens, mm-hmm. uh, crypt, crypto, you know, shit coins, whatever you want to yep. call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, Solana, like you have Solana, you have Ethereum, you have uh, Bitcoin, yeah. you have Dogecoin. These are all these different types. So it's, so the blockchain is a way to theoretically safely move um, and securely move these different currencies, these assets, NFTs, um, in a way that uh, is, is super difficult to, you know, to break. Now, yeah. you, can be, you can be scammed fairly, fairly easy in this space. Mm. So, um, like, you know, if you get into the thing, you really want to do your own research. Like every, I think Gary Vaynerchuk says, like, do 50 hours of research if you're going to get into something like this. Yeah. You know, like, you really, like, you want to, so I listen to lots of um, Twitter spaces and, tr- you know, just try to find out what's going on in, you know, not only in cryptocurrency, um, but also in the NFT space. And then also, like, then you also have to understand, like, how you can get easily scammed on the internet, which um since blockchain is safe and secure um people downplay those safety measures like um you know your password which is like the series of series of words and they'll just be like hey just send that to me i can fix your problem so what will happen is you'll get you'll get screwed on one thing and then you'll end up getting like scammed even more like what i've seen in crypto is if you end up getting like buying something that's not legit and you get like kind of flustered you go to the internet for help and then there's like another scam artist there waiting to scam you uh, because like so like so again so so crypto dirty. is a world so there's an opportunity of like you know moving assets digitally but then there's you know again there's this big part of it where i just want to say um you know be really careful out there because yeah. because there's people losing like millions of dollars by not being super careful because well, they're stuff. so excited about it. it's like the dot-com stuff and like i i listen to this stuff and obviously we'll talk about the conversation you and i had i you feel like oh my god it's moving so fast i'm not this is this is crazy like how do i dive in here but then i went out to dinner on saturday and i started talking to like a bunch of people my age and they and they're not in this space at all they're like educators no. they own their own business and they're like right what like they, the words i was saying they thought i was speaking like like i was having right. a stroke they were like, what, what are yeah. you talking? What are these words? I never heard any Ethereum, NFTs. I keep hearing them. What is this? I don't get it. And yeah. So, I mean, we're really at the beginning of this, right? Even though it yeah. seems crazy if you're in it, you're really kind of at the beginning, I think. No. Well, like when I started, I thought I was late. That was like two months ago. Right. Um, what I think is interesting, what kind of drew me into it, into NFTs, with, you know, because actually NFTs were why I was like, man, I'm going to get some Ethereum because I want to get some NFTs and see what this whole yeah. rock, you know, rock JPEG is about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, how is a rock selling for a quarter million? You know, and I, you, you, you quickly find out what's going on a little bit. I mean, it's not just a rock JPEG, you know, people are just like, oh my gosh, some of these things are tied to games, like, which are tied to tokens which are tied, you know, you can really take the tokens and revert back to Ethereum. So it's all yeah. called That's, DeFi. They call it DeFi, which is decentralized finance. Yeah, that 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 term I've heard. Decentralized yeah. finance is a big thing. Pretty cool. Like, for instance, you can essentially, you can own an exchange. You can own a part of the exchange. Like Sushi.com is an exchange. And you can go and buy t- uh, Sushi governance tokens, Sushi tokens. 
Mm-hmm. They're about, they're like 12 to 15 bucks. And then you can, you essentially have rights to vote. If you stake those tokens, like you put them into a pool, a liquidity mm-hmm. pool, you have the rights to kind of like vote on the, you know, where sushi goes. It's a decentralized, essentially exchange and it's owned by the people. So what, okay. Now, now I need to get serious. What the hell is, so what is the sushi exchange? What are they, what's on there? What's on the platform? So you can. Well, you can like swap uh, different tokens for Ethereum. You can swap Ethereum for Bitcoin. You can swap, um, uh-huh. you can go buy sushi tokens, which mm-hmm. again, sushi tokens are the sushi platform is an exchange to cheaply exchange, you know, move one currency to another. So like in the, in the tokenomics side of this, the game side of this, if you're in one of the games, let's say you own an NFT, if you buy these tokens, you can take that NFT, make it worth more by doing some action in the game that you're in. So, but mm. you need the tokens. So you would swap Ethereum for token for this NFT. And then what you can do is in theory, if that was you know a highly liquid asset for the market at the time, you could take that NFT and sell mm. it for a profit. So like that's okay. one, that's a theory. I mean, so there's all these metaverse being set up um, right now. Yes. That's crazy. I mean, right. like I, that, I just Snoop Dogg has one. He has a what? Snoop Dogg. He has a metaverse. He has his own world. He just smokes weed and hangs out in the Snoop Dogg metaverse. That doesn't I mean, sound too bad, so. actually. <laughs> I, I mean, I, well, and it's booming too. Like his, I, I think you have to buy land on in order to be like a participant in his metaverse, and it's like oh, a four thousand dollar entry fee. It's like minimum is like, it's crazy. That's what, that's what, okay. So that was, so my, before you and I spoke, the only conversation I really had around NFTs, Bitcoin or any of that stuff, or this digital land was with my videographer. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's 24 years old and he was just looked at me. He's like, you can't think like everything else. It's completely, it's something completely different. So when we're talking about these NFTs, explain exactly why, like, I'll give you my example, but explain how like people are confused, right? Like I can just take a picture of Michael Jordan here and that's yeah, I got the same thing. Why is this NFT? But you don't have a baseball, but you don't have a baseball card, right? Like you could take right. a picture of a baseball card, you yes. can print it, but you have a counterfeit baseball card. Right. Or whatever, basketball card, whatever it is. Yeah. So all right, so NFTs are much like the tops collections, really, right? There's okay. Um, and I'll give you an example. So a few weeks ago, a collection came out and randomly the name is mutant cat, which I didn't make up. Okay. (laughs) I did, however, mint 10 of them. What does that mean? Mint. So they were like, just starting to sell these NFTs. There's 10,000 and they're all random. So you go and you mint them as like buying a pack of baseball cards. Okay. Um, in the world of NFTs. So I minted 10 packs, so I got 10 NFTs, and I paid about 0.08 with gas. So the price was okay. 0.05 per, and at the time it was about 150 to $200 each. So I minted these, and this that was cheap. That was actually cheap. Yes. You know, if you have one yeah. ETH, you're like, oh, 0.05. So yeah. I minted these things, and the, the danger with um, like a new collection that comes out is it just trash. Like the developers, yeah. they leave, they don't like, they don't have any sort of interest. But this one I thought was pretty cool because they were going to buy other NFT collections, put them into a pool, and then create tokens. And then if you have these mutant cats staked in a pool, 
you would get tokens every day. That's and those tokens. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, that's, right, cool. that's so, interesting to me is the staking in the pooling. Cause that can apply to what, what you do and what I do, right? Like with real estate, right. that's potentially, I spoke to somebody who they're like, I won't, I won't call her out, but you can find her on TikTok. Um, she is, she's like, I'm, I'm tokenizing. Is that the word? All of my real estate from now hmm. on moving forward. So, um, yeah, I've heard of that. So, okay. So you mint them meaning like, okay, I see these cats. <laughs> now, are you drawn to them? Cause you're like, wow, these are really, this is great art. I like it. I want to have them in my digital house on Snoop Dogg's land. And that's where I'm going to hang them. Or are you just like, this is a, a play on like, like a stock market play. Like I got a tip. These are going to blow up. It was a speculation type play. Yeah. Uh, and now, and so I bought them for 0.05 and I started, I sold a couple off just to get my money back. But like, I literally made 10 X on each one of them, like 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8. Now they're up to one point. They're up to one point five ETH. About that, like each, each one. Yeah, and um, I paid yeah. less than one ETH for them. So that's like you know, today's dollars. It's like six grand a piece, five grand a piece, somewhere on there. So what would make them go down? Just, I mean, so they they, they wow. do have a tendency to move. Every, I mean, yeah. NFTs fluctuate more than probably any asset mm. that I've seen. I mean, like, yeah. and they can fluctuate like this to where you go from. <laughs> You know, one ETH to zero, you know, and it just depends on, again, the developer. Uh, there are certain things that make things, you know, scary, I think, in the world of NFTs, like if the feds are going to shut down that yeah. NFT, you know, so like there's certain. So, so you could see literally an NFT collection just go to dust because they are, you know, technically illegal. Yeah. Um, and the marketplace won't support them. So you can't buy or sell them anywhere. Okay, so it's crypto is the same way, right? Like, big, everyone saw Bitcoin go down to thirty, now it's back up to sixty minutes, and, right. and everything in between, it gets a little volatile. But how are you making that decision? Are you like, I know you and I were talking about the Discord stuff and getting involved in the community and understanding, but like, Tops, you know, had some mm -hmm. brand recognition. They've been around since my dad was around. So when they put out a new edition when I was a kid in 1989 like yeah those are the ones you want then there was like donner right. and there was like pinnacle and all that stuff so is it like that well it's actually decentralized it's not like really a company there are companies within the space like the companies that brought the company that brought out crypto punks um you've got uh, that's larva labs you've got uh, a company that owns board eight yacht club that's like a huge yep. you know yeah that was a cool i think the cool. minimum is 100 grand yeah Wow. And so the reason why those are supposed to be worth money is a combination. If there's only 10,000, yep. you can't go and make one and bring it into the collection. Um, there are benefits to holders of that uh, product, that asset. If it's in yeah. your wallet and they have, let's say, for instance, there's a new collection coming out that only the people in Bay C, the Board API Club, are allowed to mint. Um, you can't mint it if it's not in your wallet when you go and connect your, your wallet to that site. Meaning like... If they come out with a new one, you can't be like, oh, I, these are, I love these. Certain, these are I'm going to mint it. Certain collections are exclusive to certain, you know, token holders of other products. So it becomes like, and, and so that brings you into this whole other realm of, you know, breaking the third wall. Like there are already situations where you bring your NFT wallet and show, I own this piece to a, an event in real life. Yep. And it actually mm -hmm. serves as entry into the space. Wow. So, so beyond the scope of, so you can own real estate through tokenomics. You can buy a piece of real estate 
in a token form, which mm-hmm. you, which you mentioned, which is still so. That's actually what got me pulled into the to begin with. But then, like, I got, I I think my ADHD just sucked me into like this whole <laughs> other direction that I yeah, yeah. like was just doing like hot, like having fun with it right now. Um, and so it, essentially, like you know, like there are athletes and yeah. artists. Um, a clothing uh, company I just saw on on um TikTok doing some sort of thing because this was what was interesting to me is he was like uh explaining to somebody whoever this kid was and um I saved the video and he's like okay imagine I design this hoodie and it's a one limited release hoodie you like it it's really cool but then NBA 2K really likes it and they use it in the all-star game on the video game or like some sort of every player on the Miami Heat has comes running out to my thing there's a value to that like i i'm getting there there's a real value to that and that i was like okay now now i'm starting to pick up the digital world right like we're we're just not connecting that there's value there yeah well so the other really cool thing um that is happening right now in nft and real life is and and Eddie, I just bought a uh, an Ethereum a couple days ago for 4K. So I don't know I, if it's worth I, it yet. I, I'm wondering if he was talking about is the 4K in Snoop Dogg's world worth 4K? Oh, I don't know that. I don't know. Probably That's not. I mean, unless you like Snoop Dogg and you want to be in there and like you know have your car, you can high five uh, and you know, gin and juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look. So, but um, but yeah, it's like. And the other side of that question is like if if people pre- uh, predict the value will go up. And they're going to jump out at 8k yeah maybe maybe that's worth it to them too yeah right um hmm. so where were what were we talking about we were talking about all sorts of stuff we were <laughs> i mean basically we were talking <laughs> about the, the sweatshirts and the in the nba game i just bought some hoodies from um for whole i just bought some exclusive hoodies for a specific like nft holder for my kids you know mm-hmm. like i okay so like i have the board api club Yep. came out with a new collection called the mutant ape yacht club all right okay. so if you hold the mutant ape you could you could go get some hoodies and like hats and stuff and yeah you should, snoop dogg. This is what's Ed, right eddie <laughs> eddie you should get you should get an uh, snoop dogg nft that's not yeah, financial you advice. have to get it i think so <laughs> so sorry go ahead the, the nft for your kids <laughs> No, no. So I have this mutant ape yacht club NFT, and if okay. you hold one, you can go buy like you can go buy hats and shirts, hoodies exclusively on presale, and that's it. Then they close it after two days. So I went and got you know. So I got some, and that wasn't why I bought the NFT, but it was a benefit. Right. Like, okay, so cool. Now you have these exclusive. We'll see if they're cool or not. But I just you know I'm really just. I think I'm just kind of enjoying something new and fresh happening that's yeah. like a community because yeah. it's um it's one of those things that i think that regardless of whether or not i accept it it's happening yeah that's that's uh, that's that's the that's a very important way of thinking because it's you know gary ranch i think used the line like uh you don't want to be the guy that you know bought all the horses when the model t rose off the, the assembly line right like that's that's the this shit is happening whether you choose to engage right. with it or not that's right. on you, but it's it's happening. So it pays to educate yourself. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really. I mean, so I, I think that even right now it's like 
I talked to my my one of my sons and he's you know he's fomoing about me buying the mutant cats for such a little amount i'm like look you don't have to go and buy the mutant cats like it's they're very expensive so what you're if you're smart you know you're looking for the next big thing and you put in yeah. 0.05 and then you know if you want to i'm i still hold five mutant cats so <laughs> but i mean but the, the thing cool thing, so okay. I've been, but I've been cashing out the fish tokens that they create these fish tokens. I I cash them out for, you know, buy other stuff. That's so awesome. it's like, as like I a mean, bonus from buying the, 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 so again, these, they're utility tokens that you can swap for different coins and mm -hmm. you can take them and swap them for Ethereum if you want. Yeah. All right. So Oof. Yeah. I hope everybody got nope. their like in notepad out for this one. There's a lot. But I'll tell you, like every day I try to like just hit my toe in a little bit, you know, like look around, you know, text you. I find out what's going on from somebody else. But it does seem like these things are they're being woven into the society like faster than than you could really keep up with sometimes. And again, maybe that's just me because I'm I'm checking it out. But when I start to hear like, you know, the token like smart contracts on the blockchain and things like that, and how how is that going to be a part of um you know, real estate and Gary Vaynerchuk has yeah. the, the NFT restaurant, right? Like right. you have a token. When you do that at a table, you can pay every now, every time somebody uses his token, he gets a little vig of, you know, you can sit in this restaurant that you can't get in unless you have. So it's all really cool. Have you thought of things? And obviously if it's top secret project, feel free to just, you know, give me one of these, but <laughs> is it like, how is this going to be implemented? Is there something that people can do now? You think to capitalize like their own NFT projects? How do they get started on that? Do you have any thought around that? I mean, I think it's hard to just like get into the space, to do an NFT project right away. You really want to dip your toes in and understand like what the drivers are of um, value in the space. Um, but I actually, you know, you, you mentioned something earlier. So a unique thing about NFTs that's happening right now is they're taking like a concept called there's this wizard concept, right? Like these little digital wizards and they're actually making a, an animated movie and series of like media that you yeah. will collect profit if you hold one. Mm -hmm. So they're going to make a movie and then the 10,000 holders get profit sharing off of the royalty, oh, you know, whatever they do. So yeah. that is, so it's like, it's like you own, you can own, you know, the next masters of the, of the universe. You know, you can be the, the next owner of Care Bears, you know, wow. by you know, holding two or three of these 10,000 piece collection. And actually the, the, that's kind of the entertainment and this, this will affect everything in the world. You hmm. know, you got luxury, luxury brands, you've got, commercial real estate, residential real estate. I mean, you can, title can be shifted to the, to the blockchain yeah. in theory. I hear that. You're the most at risk I've heard. I mean, it, it's just so insane. I mean, I think, uh, I, I don't know which fashion house just did something, but um, more and more clothing companies are getting involved. Um, hmm. you know, and I mean, the, the NFT Twitter is like, you you know, in the movie, when you watch like somebody pull up to a new planet and there's like a city there and they're like, whoa, it's, that's, what, that's what NFT Twitter is like. You're like, what? You know, everybody's not, here. Yeah. And it's not this toxic place that, you know, yeah. like you would, you could literally just do an NFT Twitter account and you're just like, you're like, whoa, I'm not stressed out by this at all. Like, 
this is really nice. Wow, I'm about to come out more often. Wow. So, so I mean, the problem is you have to educate uh, yourself, right? Like you got to you have to be in it. Like you're in it. Like you're checking out Twitter, Discord, these things. That's how you start to pick up on who's who in here and when what's worth investing your money into. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, so like my hobbies include you know working my ass off. So I don't really <laughs> do a lot of. I mean, I'm lit. I don't. I I work remotely right now, so like I can <laughs> be close to my 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 teenage sons, but it also keeps me kind of. Um, where I'm able to geek out on stuff. So at night, you know, I can, you know, learn, research, go waste, you know, some ETH on some new NFT project that turns to dust. <laughs> so, so, but it's, but, uh, but I think in the long term, like midterm is to get involved in some capacity and like doing a project. But mm. I think, again, it's like getting into the space, losing money, you know, making money, seeing, you know, how the community operates and how, yeah new projects come out how some of them explode some of them you know explode for the worst <laughs> Implode, uh, yeah but but again just seeing all of this different stuff that's happening and then the way that my mind works is i start coming up with ideas once i've seen enough stuff happening i start to be like, oh this is you know so then i get you know maybe my unique ideas come from like a combination of different things that i've um you know seen yeah. and then conjured up my own version but that's right. that's um, where it's at but you can like you were saying artists are going to be very they're going to benefit from this probably the oh, most they already right? have they have their well that's the beautiful thing is like artists are now making you know decent uh living use utilizing nft space creating communities those have already have identified communities hmm. are able to create projects you know like look at beeple Oh my god! Um, what was that sixty million dollars or something like that? That he. But uh, like, yeah, but I mean, but if do you know, like, Beeple last year, I don't think was, I don't think he was. Um, if you look at his trajectory, he wasn't making a lot of money before NFTs, and now he's yeah. this, you know, major force to be reckoned with. He was doing the everyday project, which means he would did, he did a piece every day. Yep. For for like a year or something. He's still doing them, actually. He still does everyday projects. So I follow him on Twitter, and you know, his time zone's wonky. So you know, um, he does. He has his own Discord where you can go in there and kind of interact with him. But it's like it's like interacting with Gary V at this point. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Gary V's Discord is like insane. And yeah. That's the thing is like if you look at the influencers who are doing this, they're creating NFT projects. And they're behind those projects, like staying behind, creating value. I mean, I don't think you, I don't know what the price right now for Gary V's V friends are, oh, but it yeah. was 30, it was 30 grand minimum for one of 10,000. <laughs> but again, you're only talking about 10,000 NFTs. Yeah. Like how many baseball cards were out there? Yeah. You know, right. how many, like how many, how many baseball cards are just sitting in somebody's closet, you know, and you know, just that nobody knows about. They're out of supply. But like these, you know, this stuff, they're creating real value right now, which is hard. It's really hard. Like, I think if you hold one of Gary's NFTs, you can go to his different events for free, yep. stuff like that. Yep. Like, it's not like you buy one with like meet and greets and stuff like, like that, where like, yeah, yeah it's worth it. But that's the thing. Like, these things you have to have. That's what I'm confused on is. Whether it's a board ape yacht, the board ape yacht club, or the crypto punks, or Gary Vaynerchuk, like I understand where Gary Vaynerchuk came from. He could scribble a tiger on a piece of paper, and this, hey, you buy this, you get that, and it also comes with, uh, you know, fifteen minute cup of coffee with me. Okay, mm -hmm. 
I get, I, right. I can understand the value of that. Um, but like the crypto punks and the, and the boardy stuff, how do you, and maybe we already talked about it, but I'm like, my head is spinning. How do I know? Like, it's not just the quality of art, right? There's more to it. Like, I can't say, oh, yeah. I this really great picture of Abe. It could be great, like a great little piece of art, but it could not really be worth anything. And that goes back to demand. I mean, supply and demand. Yeah. So maybe it's a one of one, but there's no demand. Right. So if that artist, let's say right now there's no demand, but in five years, that artist just continues to work his ass off. Yeah. So like in the uh, NFT space right now, there's artists that if you would have bought a year ago, you could have picked up this, this, you know, I can't remember this guy, this piece probably forgot because I can't buy it, but somebody <laughs> could have bought, they could have. You could have bought for 0. 0.1, 0.05, and now you can't. It's a thousand ETH. Jesus Christ, a thousand a ETH. A thousand ETH. Like there's a specific artist that his it's escaping me. It's like real funky, um, kind of like this really like fiery vibe. Like, and a year ago nobody knew who he was. Now it's like one thousand ETH minimum. And what's driving the awareness around him? He's just promoting himself more. Or he's well. Um, he's found his. He found his niche. I mean, he was, and some of his stuff is available on different platforms that are like mm -hmm. smaller platforms. So it was like he eventually found his niche, created a like his own collection, and then you know. So if it get, that's what they're doing. If you have a collection of ten thousand, right? But you mm -hmm. did all these one of ones. Your collection of ten thousand will get you major brand recognition. Your one of ones might already be like super popular, but there's not enough of them really to like. To, to create the audience that yeah. you, that you like, that really makes you famous in the space yeah, or just right. in general. Yeah. And you so and I can make one of one right now. No, it's not going to sell for a thousand ETH. No, but if we, <laughs> if we, you know, but if we like, let's say we made some one of ones came out with a collection and they're like, whoa, that, you know, those that's guys cool. yeah. now those are cool again. Yeah. So like all of a sudden, you know, and so that is essentially, it's that's the NFT space in a nutshell. Like the it's other day, Snoop Dogg, what's that? It's truly open. Like if you want to start me, yeah. if, I, if I hung up this, if we got off this podcast and I was like, I'm going to fucking start making F NFTs and I make one right? and I just let it sit there and I let it sit there and I put them out on OpenSea, whatever that process is like, different podcasts. But if I put them out there and, you know, nobody buys them for six months, but then I start to put something together, you know, you, so you could, anybody can do it. It right. just comes down to anything else, right? Like, are you good enough to be in the space? Yeah, and it's like there's so many ways to be good. Like there's a guy, uh, there's an artist called Pumpametti, and it's just crayon drawings, like little different. And it's you're buying, <laughs> it's like a, a scribbled character, and then but the minimum yesterday was six ETH for for a, one of two hundred, which is what six, twelve, eight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Twenty four grand, twenty four thousand dollars for a, like Crayola scribble <laughs> characters. That's it. I'm getting and, the crayons out today. So, but to see what he's done is he's come out with Petametti, which is like a, a dog, <laughs> also scribbled in crayons, and then um, another Standametti, which is like a full standing character, and those were free for the Pumpametti got uh, holders. And so these other collections are worth, you know, like the Petamedis, I think floor is $2,000. And God. then he also just came out, he came out with a Twitter banner. So mm -hmm. you can get this like banner for your Twitter. 
and you know those were free for pump media holders um and i think you know people were selling them for eight hundred dollars yesterday yeah brand new that's the problem i think people are going to struggle with like and i don't know if you, you can tell me if this is how it goes down but i just gave you my credit card i just bought ten thousand dollars worth of nfts and you send me a fucking email like what do i get back like what is it not like i can't I'm, i order something from amazon I order it, it comes, I buy some furniture, it comes, and I can touch it, I can do all that stuff. Right. People are not connecting to the fact that there's value stuff <laughs> being digitally. <laughs> how, how do you how do you get these NFTs? How they how do they come to you? Right? Is it like oh, no. download them? Yeah, no, no. No, well, so okay, so you have to buy them from like there, there's a place called um OpenSea, which is yeah. like the an eBay type platform. Yep. Um but yeah, it's so you're buying it on the blockchain, so it's sent to your wallet, sent to I your know. whatever NFT wallet. Um, so you're Coinbase taking ten thousand dollars and getting two pictures of crayons of dogs. That's or, the, that's or, what people or one, yeah, or one, <laughs> a third of if one. You get a if you get a rare one. <laughs> Holy crap! Um, but yes. that's that's what people get. The, the fact that you can't, you know, you lay out that kind of money and you can't put your hands on it that people are struggling with. I think. But. I don't think that people that are in the space are struggling with it. They're actually hooked. Oh yeah. But the people that are not in the space who are like looking out, you know, and they're not even in the stadium, you know, like they don't <laughs> no. even, they're not in the rafter. They're nowhere in the stadium. No. They're out there you know, no. like talking about, I hate that sport. Yes. Like, they don't even know what, they don't know what's going on, but like, who cares? Right. But it's, because I think how it's, far... it's yeah. like the car. It's like the car. People are like, yeah, it's dangerous. It's this. It's probably right. You know, it's yeah. like electronic cars. Or, you know, it's all this shit wasn't cool at one point, and now it's like it's not cool. It's accepted. Like I think, um, I think that currently banks are the biggest uh, are, are are the biggest patent holder in the world of cryptocurrency. Mm. Um, I think Bank of America. Oh, or, Bank of America. Know, yeah, yeah. They so, own the most patents, yeah. I think David Knorr brought that up. at a Yeah, that was going to say, yeah. <laughs> but to me, um, if you are studying and, like, looking at what other people, like, in that space, the, like, the CEOs of banks are saying, they're – even Jamie Dimon said, uh, I think crypto's stupid, but my clients want crypto wallets, so – you know, so he he's just he's been you know it's he's on the older side. He's not can't do anything. Yeah, Mark Cuban's Mark Cuban's an investor in the space, um, and I think he's a big believer in Ethereum uh-huh. and its utility. I think that, um, but I think that again, it's like this is not a force that like I can start or stop. You know, it's yeah. like it's like the value of, of an NFT collection. You know, I have no, I can buy one or two of them, but I have no effect on its actual, you know, what way the market's going to respond, you know? So I think it's just like whether or not crypto and DeFi and all this, these buzzwords that gamification, which a few years ago, I was like, what the hell gamification? Well, really it's like, you can gamify these NFTs and like people can become rich. Well, people, I'll tell you right now, it's, this is where, like, I'm, I'm on the, on the, on the precipice here because we have a virtual office, so yeah. our whole experience is gamified. We're, we're like, you can just like this, 
you can make your avatar walk down the hall, walk in my room. And if I choose to open up my camera, it comes up just like this. And yes, but I also have, what's interesting is there are walls in there and you can, so I could take your board and and put it on there and do anything. The other day I had to go, I don't know if I told you this when we were in Tahoe, but like it was, um, I had a requirement for fat brands, uh, in Dubai. So when you log into this little metaverse, you pop up and then you can walk over to the information. And I walked over to the lady standing there and you don't always have to open your camera. You can communicate without, you know, your avatars there and your microphones on. And I say, look, here's the deal. I have a, a franchisee with a requirement in Dubai. Is there somebody I could speak to? And she's like, yeah, go to the top left corner of your screen, click this and head over to India. And this person should be able to help you. And I was like, holy shit. And I just, <laughs> I went up there stood outside his office. He saw me and he's, and your name is above your head. And he's like, Kyle, come on in. And I walked in there. I got the contact information. Thank you so much. Anything else I need, I'll email it to you. Walked out. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and that's the metaverse. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, and so like NFTs, like some of these NFT collections, they're selling you an avatar and they own the land, you know, they own, (laughs) there's like this whole plan and that's where the tokens come in. And yeah. Man, pretty insane. How far are we from? And I think I actually just saw it on LOI. Somebody like crypto being in part of our everyday language. Have you run into anybody looking to to say, "Hey, I'll buy that Walgreens from you," but I I got you know Bitcoin. Is that cool? Is that Not cool? yet. I haven't heard that yet. But I am like, you'd be like, I'm still, it's gonna happen. Well, so it, it's gonna happen because like, um, I think I'm just now starting to to see i i'm not really like known as like a crypto nft guy like that i mean i guess maybe i am now but you are i now. wasn't really i'm not like <laughs> i wasn't really like you know that wasn't kind of i did it more out of curiosity and as a hot you know hobby it just reminded me of so many things like baseball cards and just yeah. everything like the market and i i was really getting bored of like messing around with the stock market and to me it's just like too manipulated and, it, and yeah. everything is too many even nfts are manipulated i think everything yeah. is manipulated um but this isn't manipulated by hedge funds with billions of dollars it's like you're one of the you know you're you can run something up with you know the rest of the population out there but it's not quite it's like different you know it's it feels decentralized yeah that's um, that's yeah that is that is a try it feels like <laughs> you're being at the like maybe you're bringing you back to your swap meet days what are you gonna give me? Yeah, no, I but that that and but you also feel like you're at the the start of something. Yeah. Cause a lot of this stuff is like you're buying into these, you know, collections or whatever that are started that are like literally the first of their kind. Mm-hmm. Um your your acquisition of that token, that NFT or whatever, are the funds that they're gonna use as seed money to create that universe, that metaverse. Mm. Um like okay, so one of my favorite is the uh, Punks comic, which is a um, NFT collection that was based on this. They it's hard to explain it because it was so ingenious. They had all these crypto punks, which are like you know, yeah, assets. Visa holds ones on its balance sheet. Crypto punks are considered the uh, holy grail of NFTs at this point. Yeah, right. Yeah. quarter million or so i mean the floor is like it's the floor is rising but like i think it's around a quarter million <clears throat> wow 
anyways, so so they own the, this guy owned like twenty CryptoPunks. They created Punks comic with the CryptoPunks because mm. they you you own the rights to those specific. So they created a yeah. Punks comic. They created this comic book series and this whole like universe around it. And uh, then they they decided we're gonna create a, a, like a whole superhero planet <laughs> and metaverse. I'm into that. And essentially, like they had this this um, Marvel comic book guy uh, draw up all these different traits. And I mean, they they gave away to the guys of like the Punks comic. They gave away free pieces, like free free NFTs, free characters. Those NFT characters were worth like twenty grand for a while, like thirty grand. And essentially, what they're doing is they're they're creating like all these different characters for this metaverse. Um, they sold planets to everybody like on this public sale, so you could buy a part of. Basically, you're contributing to the investment into the game, and they're creating this, you know, superhero based metaverse. With wow. I mean, and so it's like. It's interesting because, like, right now, you know, they owe me a whole bunch of stuff. I guess I don't know. It's mm-hmm. that's that's the way they pay. So if you buy all this, then you're gonna get all this later. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm pretty excited about it because I feel like a part of the investment is, you know, it's like getting to see what happens when it launches. Oh you know, yeah. They have like it's a like hundred million dollar oh. game. Wow. Like oh, you're shit. one of the first investors. It's like it's like all right, this is cool. I mean, I'm not like I'm not really a big game guy, but I did play Fortnite. Um, for years with my kid, with my kids when I was yeah. living in New York, like I literally. Well, that's a perfect example of like office. a metaverse, right? That was a metaverse. That's kind of oh, like yeah. a yeah, for yeah. Sure. I was like sitting in there, you know, like trying to figure out how to look at my toes. But I, I was like for a, for a couple of years in Manhattan. I'm in Manhattan. My kids are in Indiana. I would I had my PlayStation. I would bring it to the office. So like at a certain point, I could stop and go hang out with them and play Fortnite, which I was awful at. Except for like, there was a couple week period where I was like, he's still good. trying to find his toes. <laughs> I haven't played for, and I haven't played for two years. Now. Yeah, I was like, I was like, hey guys, um, but not. I haven't played for years, but like my, you know, I, I'm closer to my kids now. Uh, but oh. that, like that, that metaverse was extremely fun. Like that was fun. That's, I mean, that's the that was I think the first example. Like the trap to me was like the kids getting the Travis Scott concert. Like the Travis Scott concert that in was, Fortnite, I saw that. I nobody, nobody understood what was happening there. They were I like, well, why, "Why would anybody go see a, a Travis Scott concert in you know?" And you're like, yeah, that, like that's flying it. around on like a. It was sick. You're like, yeah, giant Travis Scott. He's. I mean, fun. that's that's and that's what these kids are growing up with, and that's what I think about. Like when I look at uh, my daughter and the world that she lives in, just you know, texting everything and. Like if she's got to fucking yeah. call a place to get a reservation or order something online or the phone and pick it up, not happening, not even close yeah. to happening. So it's, yeah. Like your point before it, it's happening, whether you want to participate or not. Wild. The show. I want to go on open sea right now. <laughs> I can start looking around. I did start looking around, but I'm like, I don't know, man. How do I know any of this stuff? So I was waiting for this. So thank you for this. Yeah. Very, no. uh, All right. Last advice. tip. Last tip. Don't just go on open sea. Like, okay, look for the blue check on the collection. Mm-hmm. Okay. Check the discord. Make sure you get the correct links. Like, don't go to some random collection and just buy stuff. Cause like <laughs> I did that. I did not, I made a big mistake and, and I bought some stuff, very expensive stuff 
that was fake. <laughs> and the next morning I, it was gone. And I'm like, what? What oh, happened to my stuff? Yeah. So I got like I, I picked up but a bad link. There's a Discord for each each NFT. So most collections have their own Discord. You can usually find them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's like this. You kind of want to vet everything, like at yep. least so. Like, you go to the Open Sea page, you go to the Discord, go to the Discord page, you go to the official links, you go back to the Open Sea page to make sure yeah. you're not on a a bad oh, one. Because yeah. like you run your the, card for twenty the, grand, yeah. Well, the frauds, the fraud sites will put all the the right shit on there. It, the only thing that's not right is like this. You're buying, the, you know, it's all the same images, <laughs> but if you. But like you're just not buying it from the right collection. You're just buying like, to, it down, for yeah, them. JPEG, yeah, yeah. For them, they just want you to. So like I, you know, I say if you're going to get into it, just be very, very, very precautious. Only open official links from like the official Discord. Which, um, you know, if you have any questions about that, you know, don't ask me. <laughs> so uh, many questions. Scary. <laughs> Do yeah. your own research. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, are you like? So that just to wrap it up here, so you need the MetaMask, or you need some sort of wallet. You need right. to have some Ethereum in it. And I see some Weth. Oh, I don't know yeah. what that is. WTH? That's a different coin. It's it's ETH, but it's just um, it's it's reversed for a different type of use. Okay. Like like I can list a, a, an NFT. Um, you would buy it with ETH, but if I don't have my NFT listed, you would buy it. You would offer me Weth. You can only mm. make an offer with Weth. Okay. All right, so there's another there's another show we gotta figure out. Um, and then once you have, um, then you get on there, and that's when you start doing your research. And if you like it, buy it, hold it, maybe trade it. Can you trade it? Yeah, you can trade. Some it. people buy them and flip them. Like they they buy them and flip them right away because they you know they're freak they're freaked out by you know <laughs> I don't know. You see a yeah, lot of people lose up, money. It goes up 10x. I'm like, I'm selling this fucking thing. I'm not. I don't care what happens down the road. I but. mean, it's, it's really funny though when you see somebody bought it for one and selling it for 0.49 or something, and like Jeez. they're doing that all the time. It's like, all right, paper hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mush. I'm hanging out with you. Um, all right, dude. I think we got a we got our we got our um NFT 101 here. Oh, uh, all good. So. Awesome. Um, if anybody actually wants to do business with you in the traditional way, what's the, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, you can check me out on on Twitter, Jesse Limon, CRE, uh, Instagram, same. Also, look me up on LinkedIn and you know, shoot me a DM, whatever. I'm easy Just, to reach if you know, if you want to call me, whatever, man. You want to do that call thing? Go ahead. Your cold calling memes are are epic. I mean, I'm I, we spoke about this, but my 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 cold calling Thanks. day started. A number one, my cold call of the day started with Sloman Shield, cold calling for the home. <laughs> like I was like 17. My dad's like, get a job. I went to this place. They paid me like a dollar an hour, and then if you paid, if you got somebody to get a Sloman Shield, which was awful. Um, and then uh, Morgan Stanley, 500 calls a day. Wow. And you're not leaving until you do it. Yeah. And then when and then if you did do it, then somebody was going in the conference room and they were practicing calling you. Like yeah. we're gonna do this, so uh, I can appreciate those memes. Right on, um, man. All right, dude. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. You're the man. I appreciate you struggling through the the technical difficulties to hang with us. Likewise. All right. Later on.